0: Grimmlings and welcome to episode 35 of A Grim Podcast. I'm Stella. Okay, so today we'll read about two different stories from China and Sweden. The first one will be the Skalunda giant, a about a giant looking for a new home. Then we'll read A Mean Dog and Sour Wine, a fable of a business owner's dilemma. Before we start, I just want to acknowledge that we have a new listener in there in Finland. Thank you. All right, so without further ado, let's start reading. In the Skalunda mountain near the church, there once lived a giant in the early days who no longer felt comfortable after the church has been built. At length, he decided that he could no longer stand the ringing of the church bells, so he immigrated and settled down for an island far out in the North Sea. Once upon a time, there was a ship wrecked on this island, and among those saved were several people from Skalunda. Whence do you hail? asked the giant, who had now grown old and blind, and sat warming himself before a log fire. We are from Skalunda, if you wish to know, said one of the men saved. Give me your hand, so that I may feel whether there is still warm blood to be found in the Swedish land, said the giant. The man, who feared to shake hands with the giant, drew a red-hot bar of iron from the fire and handed it to him. He seized it firmly and pressed it so hard that the molten iron ran down between his fingers. Yes, there is still warm blood to be found in Sweden, said he. Tell me, he continued, is Skaluna Mountain still standing? No, the hens have scratched it away, the man answered. How could it last, said the giant? My wife and daughter piled it up in the course of a single Sunday morning, but surely the Hollenberg and the Hunneberg are still standing for those I built myself. When the man had confirmed this, the giant wanted to know whether Karen was still living in Stommen, and when they told him that she was... He gave them a girdle, and with it the message that Karen was to wear in remembrance of it. The men took the girdle and gave it to Karen upon their return home, but before Karen put it on, she clasped it around the oak tree that grew in the court. No sooner had she done so than the oak tore itself out of the ground and flew to the north, borne away by the storm wind. In the place where it had stood was a deep pit, and the roots of the tree were so enormous that one of the best springs in Stummen. Flows from one of the root holes to this very day. Okay, so before we move on to a mean dog and sour wine, I do want to kind of just like think about some stuff that happened in this. Um, well, I have some questions in uh, from the skull and the giant. So, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I want to know, like, did the giant mean to shake the man's hand so hard? he like squeezed it off or something because like he held the iron bar pretty hard you know maybe it was already melting so maybe that was um the reason it like went between his fingers but they say he held it pretty hard so um I don't know about that I don't you know I don't know about that and one more question um Is Karen, like, or is it Karin? I don't know, it's spelled K-A-R-I-N. So, if anybody knows, feel free to tell me how it's pronounced. Um, but, um, I want to know, is that, like, his wife or something? Or what's his relation to, um, the woman? I mean, I just want to know, because it was a little unclear. Um... But otherwise, let's move on to a Mean Dog and Sour Wine. A man once opened a wine shop. He was very courteous to his customers and always saw to it that he was accurate to the last drop in measuring out his wine for sale. His prices were fair and the wine he sold was of the highest quality. One would think, then, that his wine shop would do a brisk business, but this was not the case. His business was actually very slack and only a few customers came to his door each day. He watched as the unsown wine in his storage area accumulated day after day and eventually went sour. When this happened, he decided to go and ask one old Mr. Yang, who lived in the same alley as he did, what the reason was for this. "'Old Mr. Yang, what's been going on here with me? What have I overlooked or left undone that my business should be this bad? Things are so slow that all my wine has gone sour.' "'Hmm,' said old Mr. Yang as he stroked his long white beard." He thought seriously for a few moments, and then asked, Do you keep a dog? Yes, I do have a dog, the wine shop owner replied. Is your dog mean? The wine shop owner said, Yes, my dog is mean, but he still did not quite see the connection. My dog is mean, and my failure to sell much of my wine couldn't be related, could they? Old Mr. Yang laughed and said, If your dog is mean, people will be afraid of it. Think about it. People take their money and their wine containers to your store. As they approach your door, the dog charges at them, barking and biting fur- furiously. Who would dare pay your store a second visit to buy your wine? No wonder your wine does not sell and has gone sour. So that was a tale from Hanfei Tzu. And the moral is, no matter how good an idea or plan is, it will be difficult to put it into effect if bad people interfere with it. Han Fei used this fable to warn his king to be on the alert for mean dogs in the state who would block his way, thus causing him to be unable to employ talented people, making it possible to implement sound policies. Um, so I just have a few things before we move on. Um, I think it's kind of sad that um, the wine shop owner um, keeps like a mean dog and that it's the reason for his, um, for why he doesn't sell a lot of wine. So, you know, I'm sure he loves the dog, but if he wants some business, then he's either going to have to keep the dog inside at all times, um, or get rid of it. So, yeah, I don't really, it's going to be hard for him, I think, so, um, yeah. I just think that was pretty sad. And uh, second of all, um, I liked how they referenced another fable. So that was cool. I wonder if um, the Han Fei. Oh, wait, you know what? I bet the Han Fei fable. Um, oh, wait, no, hang on. <gasps> Han Fei is a real person. And Hanfei used this fable to warn his king. I didn't realize that. Haha, ha. I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Ha ha. Uh, so Hanfei 2, I think that's like, um, a place and maybe Hanfei was recognized and he was, um, the place was named after him or whatever. I'm not that great with, that's just my guess. Cause I'm not that great with, um, Chinese kind of backgrounds. So otherwise I think that's really cool so, referencing a person, not a fable. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, that's all I have to say about this fable. All right, so that brings this episode to an end. Thank you everyone so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Till our next adventure, bye Grimlings.